You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm telling you, it's become a thing. Like, I don't know what it is that I'm doing or what I put it's out there. It's your existence. That's what it is. Yeah, and I'm not really doing anything wrong. But you've always wrong. been like this. That's the, then that's the problem. But now it seems like it's really heating up. Like twice today. Two times today. Downtown. One, the one guy uh, yelled at me and said, watch where you're going, dumbass. Which he yelled at to everybody. It was, it was pretty amazing. Oh, so you weren't singled out. No. So you weren't special in that scenario. No, I was, I was singled out. Okay. No, yeah, he s- looked at me. And yelled at me, watch where you're going, dumbass. And then he yelled, and then all these people looked like I was doing something wrong. But I wasn't doing anything wrong. Oh, are you sure you weren't? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Well, I don't know. If he's bold enough to call you a dumbass and say you're doing something wrong, maybe you're doing something wrong. I think he had a few issues going on. <laughs> but there's there's more that's going on that I haven't even told you about. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. You just switch it back to internets. You've said internet for a long time. Let's I need to change up. it up. Change it back to internet. I need to change up my intro, but see, I can go to my intro and I always know, like, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking about it, now I'm going to screw it up. All right. Um, before we go further, I, of course, got to remind everybody to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon. Oh, link. my gosh. That's the best and only way to be shopping. It's, it is absolutely the mm-hmm. best way of shopping. All other ways of shopping are inferior your experience will be lessened. It won't be as fun unless you go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. Greg, I like the way you put that. Absolutely. It's, it's the truth. It's the solid it's truth. It's the premium shopping experience. Mm-hmm. Funemploymentradio.com. Then you can even click play on a podcast, listen to that, and then click that Amazon link and it'll whisk you away to a magic world of shopping. And all you had to do is go to funemploymentradio.com first. You never knew that. Tell your friends. Be, be a hero tell them. <laughs> you be the hero. You be the hero. <laughs> uh, also, coming up on the show in a little bit, we're going to be joined by Steve Byrne. Steve is going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend, uh, tonight and tomorrow, April uh, blah, 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 April 22nd and April, <laughs> April 23rd. 22nd and 23rd, 7.30 was... and 10 p.m. at Helium Comedy Club. Yes, indeed. So, Steve, we're going to be playing our interview with him here in just a little bit. But back to what I was talking about at the beginning. This is an issue that I've been seeing happen quite a bit, where... And it's happening, you know, it's been happening pretty much my whole life. But, and and I, I'm just kind of piecing it together, but especially lately. Like so, as you've gotten older, do you think that's... I don't know if it's because I, as I've gotten older or, or what's going on. But um, it's people who are, uh, I don't know what the PC way is to say this. Homeless people and crazy people are drawn to me. <laughs> they are drawn to me. And the latest example was that little one today where... I was driving out of a parking garage after being downtown, and I was completely in the right. Giant blaring horn, a do not cross sign for the walk. Um, I had a green light, and so I'm just driving out. And this, this crazy dude um, in, a, in a wheelchair, he, like, one, he came flying through. And barreling through? Barreling through. Like, it's a loud horn. It's an obnoxiously loud horn, letting you know that there's a car coming out. And I almost hit him. And he just looks at me and yells, yeah, watch where you're going, dumbass. And just keeps on, <laughs> keeps on barreling down. Although at that point, then everybody looks like I did something wrong. Like I'm trying to hit, you know, this oh, poor yeah, guy the, on the, the street. Oh, the crazy homeless guy in the wheelchair is right. wheeling by. No, I, I wasn't trying to. I really had nothing to do with it. But at the same time, it, it made it look like I did. But this is just, it's adding up to me. And I want to know what it is that I'm doing that's causing these things. Because if I, did I talk about on the show the issue with my hood, the hood of my truck? That happened. No. This happened about two weeks ago, and I, I can't believe I never talked about it on the show. So I was downtown looking to park for, for one of my side jobs, and I got stuck at a, a stop sign. That was it. It's going through like the park blocks downtown. So I was stuck at a stop sign. It's one-way street, so there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait for traffic to lighten up. And I'm standing there, and I see this guy walking down the street. And he is... Uh, I can tell... There's going to be an issue. Well, and you can tell even just from like minor things that somebody's doing, like the twitch of their head or mm-hmm. the pace that they're walking or even like the um, like the way that they're walking. Yeah. And I looked at this guy and I could tell he was, you know, it's like he had a he had a glint in his eye, like a like a sparkle in his eye when he looked over and saw me and he saw me sitting there in my truck. And I keep in mind, he's like a block away and I can see him going. But traffic is so bad. It's going to take me quite a while to get out of there. There's just nothing I can do. Yeah. So I see him walking, 
and uh, clearly he has been he's been he's been living uh, living rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but he starts smiling the closer he gets to me, and he's just staring at me. Like I glanced over there just because I'm looking at traffic, and and then I was like, oh, okay, don't make eye contact with this guy. He's he's up. No, to No, especially if you see the sparkle in the eye, and you can the see sparkle the sparkle in the eye, and then he starts to smile. Well, and it's like if like um you know, if you've been like someone's locked in on you, uh huh. Like you've been locked. Like the second that you accidentally meet that crazy eye sparkle, yeah, and they're still coming toward you. Like there's no unlocking that. No, there isn't. There isn't. And so. So he's walking up to me and he starts crossing the sidewalk, you know, right in front of my truck. Again, there's nowhere I can go. And uh, he gets, he walks up my truck and he's full, turning his head like full, just staring at me as he's walking forward. Oh no. And he starts smiling and he walks up to the end of my truck and then turns around and is full on facing my truck and puts his hands onto the hood of my truck and starts lifting up on it. He's lifting up on the hood what? of my truck, trying to undo it. This was today? No, this was two weeks ago. Oh my God. Yeah, and so he How starts. How you never told me about? I don't this? know. I guess I forgot because I went and worked like a full shift after that, and I just I'm so used to these things that I don't pay attention to it. And so this guy, this guy is, you know, lifting up on my hood. There's nothing. Uh, there's not much I can do. So I honked, and I'm like, "Dude, come on!" And he's sitting there smiling and laughing the whole time. And then he takes his hands out and just starts pushing down on the hood. You know, and the thing is, what are you going to do at that point? Do I have to like get out? You know, I mean, I'm there. I can get out of my truck and go confront the crazy homeless guy oh, who's pushing on my truck. I don't even know what but I do if someone a, starts grabbing my hood like that. I, yeah, but I mean, there's, it's a not a, there's a no-win situation for me. Because, yes, I would be in full right to get out there and confront this guy. But then again, do I want to confront this guy? Um, <laughs> it's being noted in the chat, run him over. Well, there was traffic there. So in either way, I, I'm not going to do that. I still a losing situation for yeah. me. So I just started honking more. Until he, till he finally let go, and walked off maniacally laughing, and then just kept walking I think on his the way. La- like not so much the laughing was to lift weird. Open your hood, but like the laughing and like pulling it up and then shoving it down all the while laughing yeah. and staring. I at kid you, you not, that is that is what happened to me. This these are the things that I happened to me yeah, I, downtown. Um, I've yeah, seen it's being you be back up. There was a car behind me. Like I really was stuck. There was nowhere I could drive off to. So you're just you're stuck there. Yeah. And all I all I did was honk. I mean, the only other option really is to either run run somebody over, which I'm not going to do, yeah, or or get out and confront him. And that's a no, no, no. That's not going to win. That's not going to be a good situation for me. That's not going to be good. No. Mm -mm. So oh, I wouldn't like someone with their hands all over my personal property, though. Oh no, I did not like it. Yeah. No, I didn't like it. I just really though. What were my options at that point? Honking. I would lay on my horn. That's, that's all I That's do. what I did. Just try and deafen them or something. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't really bother him that much because he does did keep on laughing, but he, he moved on, mm-hmm. you know, and then eventually traffic cleared so I could get out of there. Yeah, because lately it seems like even anywhere that we go, mm-hmm. the, the crazy person will always find you. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not even just like, you know, people, with, like the homeless people. Mm-hmm. It's like just full on crazy people walking down the street, crazy person at a bar, mm-hmm. crazy people walking in front of your house when that guy called you fuck stick. Oh, yeah, that guy. That was a, yeah, that was a few months ago. Maybe it was last year. That was amazing. When, uh, yeah, I heard, I kept hearing noise outside and I thought somebody was breaking into my backyard. But yeah, it was that guy walking down the street and uh, yeah, just yelled out, just called me fuck stick. And then they kept on walking. <laughs> like, like, all still, right. like the best nickname ever. Yeah. I mean, he was on the sidewalk. What am I going to do? What did he say before that? It's like, what are you looking at? Fuck stick or something yeah. like that. And <laughs> just like, well, all right. I'm a fuck stick, I guess. <laughs> and so so there's that guy. I mean, it goes back for a long time. I remember, like, it's it's not even in here. It's not even here in Portland. It happens everywhere. Because there, the, one of the specific times I remember was when I was in Italy and I was in Naples, and it was this really shitty day that I had where I had my camera stolen, and Naples is gross, and it's corrupt anyway. Mm. Everything around Naples is fine. Naples, is, Naples isn't a—they had a garbage strike going on, so all the garbage was piled on the streets. It was just smell bad. Oh. People steal from you, corrupt cops with machine guns. So I had this really shitty day, like lost all my pictures, all that stuff. Not doing that great. Went to the train station waiting to get the train out. And there's no benches, so you had to sit up against, like, kiosks and things like that. So I'm leaning against this, 
And it's that same situation. I know when they're coming for me. And I know they're going to find me because there was this one woman walking through oh, no. the train station. And you could tell her from a mile away, like, oh, she's she's nuts. Oh, God. And she's walking along, not not even looking at me. She hadn't even noticed me, but I knew she would. I just knew it. I'm like, you I'm all days, <laughs> she's going to come straight over for me. And sure enough, so I'm looking down, trying to be innocuous, not, not give much uh, attention to it. And she just starts sidling over towards me, coming right towards me. And, she's locked in. Yep. And yep. I'm laying, on, I'm sitting on the ground, you know, laying against this kiosk thing with my back against the kiosk. And she starts asking for money. And I knew that it was in Italian, but, it, you know, I knew what she was doing. She was asking for money. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Nope. And just kind of waved my hand like, no. And then it was the same thing. And this is going to sound like I'm making this up, but I, I'm not. She started smiling and she started getting more uh, aggressive with her language, but smiling at the same time, oh, no. which is a weird combination when you think about it. Well, the when smile, someone's smiling the smile is and really unnerving. The, when they smile and but their their language and demeanor is aggressive, mm. but with a smile, it's really unnerving. Well, because it's manic. Because I think if you see someone with the crazy demeanor, but who is smiling, they look like they're going to snap. Yeah, any second. I would rather they were frowning than to be like, okay, well, they're mad at me. But mm-hmm. the smiling—that's not a natural that's thing to do. That's masking something. That's it's, masking something that's to come. Yeah, especially the way that they're mm. talking. And she just kept getting closer to me. I'm like, back off. I, I started getting really uncomfortable. Got right in my bubble, and she just darted her hand out and grabbed a handful of my hair. And like latched on, <laughs> latched onto my hair and started laughing. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, this is after this is after a really horrible day. And I just want to get the fuck out of this city and never think about it again. And <laughs> I'm getting. Well, of course, that would be the day that the crazy right, lady grabs your hair. Latched onto my hair with a whole, I mean, and hard. Like she got in there. And so there's nothing I could do. She's got me. And I'm like. I start yelling at her in English at that point. I'm like, fuck, get the fuck off of me. Get the fuck off of me. And she's just sitting there, <laughs> grabbing my hair. I swear sounds it sounds like, like I'm making this up. Horror movie. It sounds like I'm making this up, but I am not. And so I'm, I'm reaching around like, yeah, I mean, do, do you really want to punch? Do I want to hit this homeless lady or what do you want to do? And I just, I just had to, I had to sit there and I grabbed her hand is what it was. And I started trying to squeeze her hand to let go of me mm-hmm. so that that would happen. And uh, then finally this other guy came over, this Italian guy came over and started lecturing her. He didn't really help. He just like lectured her, something in Italian, like really quite, like he didn't really want to, but like, he's forced touching to. touching the small American's head. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I could tell he didn't really like me much either, <laughs> but he's like, okay, this is wrong. Um, and finally she let go and just, yeah, kept on laughing and walked walked away. Wow. It was... It was pretty unnerving. Well, like, what the fuck do I do? In there and it's just yeah. gripped on to you. Gripped on. Mm-mm. Gripped on to my hair. I mean, I had another. I don't know. I don't know how many stories of these we can do. But this, there's a lot of examples of this. There was a prostitute in Las Vegas that did that to me too one time. Not I, you, I was not soliciting. Not the one you took on a, the date, right? No, I went on a date with a stripper. Oh, the stripper, stripper, yeah. stripper, yeah. Now, I don't know what she did on her side business, but no, I went on a date with a stripper. Everyone's side business is their own business. Yeah, no, this one was, I was down there with a couple of friends and, uh, you know, in in the Vegas hotels, they're all over the place, call girls, prostitutes, whatever you want to call them. And th- this this woman, I believe, was on the lower end of the of the scale. I don't think she'd be considered a call girl. Not the girl you I... took on a date, the girl. No, the girl, the girl I, d- I took on a date was a very classy stripper. Okay. That's who that was. That well, was Monique. That and Monique was, uh, she was, I'm sure that was a real name. And we had a wonderful time. It was her time. birth name. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was. And no, this was something else. I was walking through with my buddy and this this woman was just harassing my friend, uh, wanting him to, you know, take her to, to, her, to his hotel room or whatever. She's like, come on, let's have a date. Let's have a date. Like being really uh, over the top about it. And so I walked by. I'm like, no, he doesn't want, No. No, we're we're fine. We're fine. We're gonna walk away. Mm-hmm. And she got pissed off at me and called me um, the same word that my uh, my method neighbors used to call me. It rhymes with maggot. Okay, and yeah. They, she started calling me that, and then she also. It's the same thing. She grabbed onto my hair. Who like, grabs something... onto someone's hair, dude? There's something about my hair that that they would like to grab onto. Yeah, I told you. There's something about your face, and maybe it's just your whole. What head. is it? I was like, you had a punchy it? face, but maybe it's your entire head. Why? Why are these people know. drawn to me? Why are they? Why do they? Like, what? What's the deal? 
What am I doing to, I really to deserve this? I really don't have an explanation. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, your face is is highly punchable. We've talked about well, this before. I, you know. I mean, it's it, it's quite unlike. But why do they grab people. my hair? Why why do crazy ladies grab my hair? Maybe it looks soft. I don't know. I mean, I would like an answer for this. Honestly, I would like an answer. Yeah, I really somebody I don't explain know. what it Maybe is because that I'm doing. Because they- none of these situations am I going out of my way to do something wrong. Like it's coming to me. I don't seek it out. I don't, maybe they're not around a lot of uh, men with longer hair. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so that's it. Like, oh, I can grab that. Okay. Okay. I, don't know. I just want to grab a hold of it and rip it out of my head. Yeah. So that being said, so that so even from from Italy to Vegas to Portland. Yeah, everywhere you are I go, followed by crazy people. I am followed by crazy people. Wow. They are they are absolutely attracted to me for some reason or hate me or whatever. I don't know what it is. Mm. But they're they're drawn to me. They are drawn to you. They're drawn to me. Like that's a moth it. to the flame. Yeah, yeah. And that's the flame what flame is. is Greg Nibbler, and the moth is crazy. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to do about it. But anyway, if anybody has any uh, any ideas, oh, it's being oh, there's some ideas. Uh-huh. There's some speculation in the chat. Okay. dot com slash live. Sumon says uh, maybe they're checking to see if it's real or not. Um, if it's a wig that they can pull off, <laughs> maybe that's it. Uh, Keelan is asking, is this Greg's way of telling us he's desired the world over? I don't think desired is the right word for that. I think I can draw something out of uh, the craziness of people. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're drawn to me for so some reason. That maybe maybe, that make it, maybe I would be a good, well, except for they don't like me usually. It's the confrontation. It's not that they want to be around me for a good reason. I was going to say this could be a good way to start a cult. Mm-hmm. You know, I could get them all Do on my side. Do not start but, a cult with the people that are touching your hair and trying yeah. to open your trunk or your, uh, the, the hood, hood of, of your my, car. Yeah, no. No, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. These are ideas. All right. Why don't we do this? Let's let's take a break from this. Let's uh, play our interview with Steve Byrne. Okay. So awesome. Steve is at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night here in Portland. That's April twenty second, April twenty third, two thousand sixteen. He's he's great. He's got a bunch of stuff coming out. He's got a really good story about Prince. That uh, he has a pretty personal connection to Prince. That was. Um, yeah, he actually had to had yeah. a real life. Honest to God, experience like, but uh, with meeting Prince and um, communicating with him in a way. So it, <laughs> yeah. it was really interesting to hear that whole story. In a way, is a good way to put that too. Yeah, um, it's it's really great. So let's go ahead and play this. Uh, Steve Byrne, get your tickets heliumcomedy.com. Follow him on Twitter, Steve Byrne Live, and we'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. I got. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, it is Steve Byrne. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? Good. <laughs> Hi, Steve. <laughs> so you don't drink coffee, but you like the smell of it? Love it. Yeah, uh, you know what? Cigarettes, coffee, I never tried it at all, uh-huh. ever. Not yeah. once. I never took a hit of a smoke, never uh, never tried a sip of coffee. Um, when I was in junior high school, I always played ice hockey, and I had this coach who chain-smoked and pounded coffee. And like he, on the when he was down on the rink, or when he was skating, he put the coffee on the on the side on the on the side of the boards. You know, there's a little stanchion area, and he'd just drop it, and he'd he'd be smoking, and he'd just get in your face and yell at you. Oh. And it was just like the worst. Co- it smelled like bad funyuns. Oh god, yeah, because it's coming out of like every pore. Usually, yeah. when someone's doing probably that. sweat and smoke and all of it. So if, ever since then, I just I I don't know because of him. I, I guess I should thank him, but I I just never. <laughs> <laughs> Got into those vices, I suppose. So that's true. He inspired you with how bad he smelled. Yeah, <laughs> but you still like the coffee part of that. Do you ever drink like decaf or anything? Uh, or no, just no, just, none in general. Just never. Yeah, never. That's never tried it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. I, I just like that. That's a fun fact. I've never met anybody who you know just yeah. didn't because they didn't. <laughs> I would think I'd hate the smell though. Then at that point, yeah, I think it smells awesome. I love the smell of coffee, but I just never. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you haven't at this point, I mean, there's probably yeah. no point. Yeah, the hell with it. Uh, yeah. Well, you were talking about hockey. Whiskey. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been watching? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's your team? Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Love them. So they, you know, they won it in 09. Crosby's like the LeBron James of the yep. NHL, for those that don't know. And he came out of the gate strong. And ever since 09, I think they've had a lot of mental it, mental breakdowns, and they just haven't been able to get over the hurdle. And this seems like the first year as a Penguins fan where the Pens finally got it back together, where they have a legitimate shot because they look just. Is that their awesome abbreviation, right the Pens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. nickname. So it's they uh, look awesome. They're in the same 
same section as the Capitals, right? Section. I'm not. Uh, saying, yeah, I, mean, I know they're in the Eastern Conference, but I mean, as far as the Look same. Look at you. Bracket. You're doing good with the NHL. Well, no, I entered. So I don't watch NHL very often. Um, I, th- I think I would like it if I watched it more. Actually, I'm more NBA. Yeah. But I've got we've got some Canadian listeners, and I joined their NHL bracket competition. So oh, I, nice. I'm trying to talk shit, but I don't know what I'm doing, and uh, so I, I really don't know what to say. <laughs> well, it's called the Metropolitan Division. There and we go. They, they nickname it the Met. But yeah, the Caps are the they won the President's Trophy this year, which is best regular season record. And the Caps have Alex Ovechkin, who is another poster boy for the NHL. And whereas Crosby's the more stoic uh, face of the NHL and says all the right things, Ovechkin's kind of the more fun, outgoing, reckless, kind of crazy, and, and has a sense of humor about himself too. And he's 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 a great he's the yin to Crosby's yang, and so. <laughs> It looks like they're heading for a serious matchup, and I think whoever wins that is going to come out of the East. So I hope it's the Pens. Nice. Wow. Yeah, everything I know about hockey, uh, I know from my sister's husband. He is a lifelong diehard Kings fan. Oh, they've had a great run. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so every it, like every holiday when I go visit my parents and we're all there for like Christmas or something, it's a constant battle on the television because he oh. always wants to want wants to watch hockey. Yeah. And my sister and I are fighting him like because you want to watch, watch HGTV. Except we want to watch. Oh, not particularly. But, <laughs> no, uh, what do you want to watch though? I want to watch Lifetime movies. That's exactly what. It. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. They're so terrible, and I, I I understand they're terrible. I just find them very. So do you lose your mind over the Christmas holidays? We're like all these original Lifetime movies about this is. I don't really like the Christmas ones, though. She likes the really? ones where I'm somebody going over gets two with you. Stabbed. I know. Okay. <laughs> we don't like, have hockey. I won't bring we don't anything have... up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, we do. I have. I know people who particularly only love the holiday ones. I like the, like the the maiming and like the the, the murders and the cover ups, like those kind of things. But I don't like the um, like NCIS or C, CSI right. or whatever those shows. What are. Are, what is the title of some of those? Like, oh, like she fought alone, or daddy, you or know. you just want Mother to see somebody s- get cracked with a frying pan, but she's going to live through it. You don't want <laughs> exactly. like legit murder. And I want, yeah, I want subtle murder. I don't want was that it too aggressive. was that Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig thing? Was it was it weird? It was, or was so it- confusing. I didn't know how I was supposed to feel. Well, because they yeah. played it serious. They though. played it straight. They played it like a like an actual Lifetime movie. Because I saw the <laughs> billboard when I was one day in California. I'm like, oh, that's going to be hilarious. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to see it. And then, because the thought of those two in one of those is just oh, great. Yeah. But then I read some review, and I'm like, oh, now I don't want to see it because they played it straight. But I thought if they just gave a tinge, a tinge. Of, yeah, that's all it needed been. was a tinge, and it was just, it was just so blah. Like it wasn't uh, even a, like it was them playing it, which was interesting. But then the movie itself was so terrible. Anyway, yeah. like it wasn't even. But they're a all fun, terrible, though. Yeah, but it wasn't a fun terrible. Like the oh, plot yeah. was just so mundane. And then it's just, you know, it's really cool to see, like, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig, like, oh, there they are, yeah. not doing anything except for <laughs> no, just sucks. not being funny. Yeah, it was weird. It was very confusing to watch because you don't know how you're supposed to feel. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm used to watching a comedy, but this is a, just a really shitty movie. <laughs> 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 I don't know what's happening here. Well, if you watch Lifetime, you're used to that. I am used yeah. to it. <laughs> exactly. I do miss the glory days of Lifetime in the 90s with the, with Tori Spelling was the star in a lot of them. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, in the movies, you mean? In the movies, yeah. Okay. So she did like uh, co-ed call girl. Where <laughs> I'm she listening. Was, oh yeah, where she? Uh, it was when she was still. It was before like she super messed up the boobs with too many like boob jobs. Okay. So she was still like kind of uh, like slightly attractive, Tori Spelling. Right. And she uh, played a poor college girl who had to try and uh, pay her way through by um, being an escort. It's amazing. Oh, hold on. Wow. wow. Did she yes. fall in love uh, with one of her She might have accidentally Johns. fallen in love. Yep. Which I think happened to be her Didn't roommate's see that father or something. This is why I don't have to watch it. You don't? I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Sold. So next there time when I'm battling Michael for the TV, he can, you can just be like, all right, I, I, we know how every Lifetime movie is going to end. I should just watch the hockey. <laughs> She's going to get it with a frying pan. She's going to be fine. She's going to fall in love. There, there you go. <laughs> just, well... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Steve. So we follow you on Twitter, and I just saw you post something, and I figured this is the this is the time <laughs> to ask. You posted something about Prince, about an experience you had with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, can you tell us about that? No, it's very personal. Okay, I've done <laughs> with that. Yeah, now that we brought that up, I'll just go ahead and uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I broadcast it to the world, but it's very personal to me. Um, yeah, it, it's so weird because I, you know, it's something I never thought about, and until you know, it happened in two thousand seven, and it's something I hadn't really, you know, every now and then you think about it, it's like, oh, I got to work with that guy, but, mm. but, in, and then of course with his passing, then you know, it brought back the memory of what happened. I just I wrote about it uh, as our pl- plane was leaving from Los Angeles yesterday. I was just writing down 
you know, summarizing what happened for me. But yeah, basically, I was in Las Vegas working. I was with Sebastian Maniscalco and Butch Bradley, nice. um, some other comedians, and we were just doing this show. And I had a friend who had done some things for CBS at the time, and I'd done one or two other commercials for him. And he's call, he calls me and says, hey, you're in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. I was going to cast this, but you're here, and you're with some other comedians. Can you bring them tomorrow? We're just going to shoot this thing. I'm like, yeah, what are we doing? He's like, it's going to be a halftime commercial for Prince. You're doing a commercial with Prince. I'm like, well, yeah, we're definitely doing it. <laughs> and, wow. um, so we show up, and... Prince has no lines. He doesn't have to do anything. He's just reacting. Basically, what we're doing is we're playing corporate bigwigs, pitching Prince the commercial uh. of what we're going to do. And it's a commercial within a commercial. So, so you know, each of us has a line, and we have to say it to Prince, and he's just there to react and, like, you know, the overt faces and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, in between takes, like, nobody's saying anything because it's Prince. I mean, Prince is sitting at the <laughs> head of right. the table. Yeah. And yeah. He's like beautiful, like he's a beautiful man. Like I feel weird as a man saying that, but like right. he walks in, it's like, oh, it's a beautiful man. Mm. Uh, you know, I, like Brad Pitt's a handsome man. I get it, but he's beautiful, Prince and he's very beautiful. five two, and he's you know he still has his presence about himself, even though he's so so short in stature. But there's certain people when you walk in, you get this vibe of why they're famous. You're like, that's why that guy's famous. He's yeah. just some people just have that that it thing or whatever that. I have. I do not. <laughs> so, <laughs> the rest so, of us have to work at it. Yeah, he, he just. So the whole time we're all like looking at each other across the table and sneaking in. Like, can you believe this is happening? This is crazy. And um, it goes on for maybe thirty, forty-five minutes, maybe an hour. I don't know. And he just gets up and leaves, and he's done. And he walks out, and we're all like looking at each other, like, dude, we just worked with <laughs> Prince. That was awesome. And then he walks back in the room. And he looks at every single person, like, in the eyes. He stares at you for just a second, just enough that you know he's looking at you. And he scans over the whole room. And as I'm watching this, after he looks at me and then Butch and and everybody, the camera, I'm like, did we do something? Did he hear us, like, laughing and he's pissed or something? I don't know what's going on. And then he just took one more glance over the whole room. And then he just goes, you're all beautiful. And then he walked out. (laughs) And as soon as the door clicked, we all were like... Whoa! <laughs> and we're high fiving each other and we're hugging each other. We're like we hugged each other. It's so wow. crazy. We're, like, we're beautiful. I remember just screaming. He said we're beautiful, and it's the the, the weirdest thing to come out of my mouth. Right? He, he called us beautiful, but um, but yeah, it was like you know, it was it was very even to this day when I I said this story a handful of times only because it's relevant right now, but. I still go back to that excitement we all felt when that door shut. Mm-hmm. We we're like, this was so awesome. It was, it was, it was a great experience to get to work with somebody because, after being a comedian, after living in Los Angeles or Chicago, New York, and being in entertainment, you meet so many people, and they would say, "Be careful when you meet your heroes and stuff." Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've been let down a handful of times, but, but then you meet somebody like that who's truly like iconic um, and synonymous with a decade. Uh, very few people will. You know, you come across it, you actually get to meet like that, and then to have a positive experience as well is just unbelievable. You basically got a blessing from, from Prince. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much the yeah, as high as cool. it gets. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And, uh, you know, um, I, 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 that's, that's definitely a, a memory I'll, ch- I'll cherish. So it was funny because all the comics, we all texted each other uh, once the news happened. And it's like, wasn't it awesome yeah. that we all got the opportunity mm-hmm. to work with the guy? And it was, it was pretty cool. Well, that's and you're really, a big music really fan great. as well, right? Because you've uh, also opened for uh, musical acts <laughs> yeah. sometimes, and those went yeah, swimmingly. Yeah, when, when I had to pay the bills. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we were like, how'd that go? It's like, it went as horrible as you could imagine it went. I mean, I remember I opened for Puddle Mud. I got hit in the head with a beer can uh, three times. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, the Puddle Mud doesn't, crowd doesn't seem like they might be very No. Uh, the Modest Mouse. Kanye was an experience. Uh, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey. I opened for a charm bracelet tour for a summer, so I opened for her. And so for a whole summer, I didn't tell any of my friends what I was doing because <laughs> I just get raked over the coals if I told them. So, yeah. Oh God, was it one of those things somebody might have accidentally gone to a Mariah Carey show and they say they like. So see, Wait I saw a minute. You. Yeah, I think, was, that, was that you and the, the charm bracelet tour? <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, that's what I like to refer to myself uh, whenever I go somewhere. They're like, what's your intro? I'm like, I'm a charm bracelet Steve Byrne, please. 
<laughs> you may recognize me from. Yes. <laughs> Kudos to you, though, for working through that, even like, you know, got to pay the bills. So well, like, even right, when we I open for Mariah Carey, it's like it's 18,000 people per gig. And it's like, when will yeah. I ever get another chance mm-hmm. to perform in front of 18,000 people? Especially at the time when I was much younger, I was like, you know, it would be nice to aspire and drive towards having 18,000 people come out to see you one night. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this is good experience. This is what good it's exposure. like to perform in front of this oh, many yeah. people. So learn from it. And I learned that there's there's absolutely a difference in pacing when you perform in front of that many people. So when I perform now in front of 5,000, 7,000, you know, 2,500, whatever it is, it's just like, all right, well, I, I did 18. It's not going to – nothing's yeah. going to shock me now. So And it's, it's different because it's like it's not – in a club, if somebody heckles you, it's just like, oh – I can just you're right hammer there. you, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. like it's just a sea of people. So it doesn't even seem like you're in front of eighteen thousand people. It's like surreal. It's not real because I mean I ma- I would imagine it's hard to get feedback from the audience to gauge them. You know, when, except for the three in a smaller dudes club. That, with the beer cans. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, those <laughs> guys. I guess you know what. Yeah. Who, yeah, the people who ruin it for everybody. Right. Um, but it's like you're yeah, it's, in an aquarium looking at people. Yeah, it doesn't seem mm. like it's real. So it, that, at least for me psychologically, it just made me feel so comfortable because when you walk out, you're like. You can't address anybody or anything because it's just so many people, and you just plow through it. And it's almost like you tell the joke, and you have to wait, and you see it almost kind of have like a. It's you don't visually see it, but it's like a ripple effect where it's like a wave where you where you can hear the laugh travel, and then you gotta wait a second, then and then get and back then do into the joke again. It's kind of wow. Kinda, so that's what I learned. In, Interesting. Know, Can you hear the reaction when you're um, when you're up on the stage? Do you kind of pause for a beat for as long as you think that like a laugh like a laugh. That time would take. Oh yeah, yeah. You can definitely hear it. You can yes. hear it. Okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I guess when you're playing music, it's just you know, it's it's much different. But because uh, it's just a chord and yeah, and the drum beat and that's it. But with the joke, it it, it does kind of travel in in a, in a sense. It's kind of weird. Now, cur- currently, while you're touring now, are you getting ready for your next special that's coming this year? <sighs> no, I just filmed it in February <gasps> in Chicago. Very cool. So yeah, we we just shipped it out. So we're gonna see who's gonna pick it up and uh we'll get it we'll get it out there but uh i'm definitely proud of this one so this is the the most personal uh you know the most most personal hour i've ever done and i'm really and it's you know i i dug deeper i worked really i worked extra hard on this one because the last one that's on netflix now it's called champion it's really racial and i've learned that these days (laughs) (laughs) with the climate we live in racial Comedy is not really anything anybody really wants to touch nowadays, especially with everything that's gone on with the cops right. and everything. It's just – it's definitely a lightning rod I, I've i learned. And I did it before all this stuff was coming up mm. in the news. And then, of course, as soon as it's out, it's like, oh, this is not good time. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, – but, it, but it, it goes into other 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 areas too, the, the other special. I'm really proud of that one too. But, but it made me just dig deeper and work harder and say – you can do better than this. You can do better than mm-hmm. this. Right. So I'm really proud of this one. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So we'll be looking out for uh, wherever it lands, which will be yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Do you, uh, can you say that what the name is yet, or are you going to keep it under wraps until you're done? I still don't know the name of it yet. Cool. Uh, but I think it's going to be Tell the Damn Joke, and it's <laughs> it's a callback to something that my wife said to me in, in this story because I yeah I, yeah okay it's, awesome. in, it's in it it's in it yeah <laughs> all right we're gonna be listening for yeah. it then fantastic well and you're gonna be at helium comedy club tonight and tomorrow night so seven thirty and 10 o'clock both nights yeah i'll be there uh tonight uh tomorrow and i know doug benson is in town and he has some afternoon shows i think like some 420 shows and he is like literally and there it is i was like wait why is he oh, okay That's what it is. <laughs> but I, I normally i wouldn't plug another comic because it's just like well i'm sure he's doing his own press but mm. he's just one of those guys that I just, I, you know, I like being around and I, I enjoy his company and I, I enjoy his comedy. I think he's, <laughs> he definitely makes me laugh. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. smoke pot, but I will, I will listen to Doug Benson. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to smoke pot to yeah. listen to him. There's the endorsement for his <laughs> show right there. <laughs> there it is, yeah. <laughs> like if you don't smoke pot, you like the Grateful Dead music. It's like, it's kind of, kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of shitty. <laughs> You're missing like the key ingredient. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> Well, get your tickets to see Steve, heliumcomedy.com. Follow him on Twitter and everywhere else and look out for the special. And are you at Steve Byrne on Twitter? Everything's at Steve Byrne Live. Steve Byrne Live. At Steve Byrne Live. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank, Steve. You thank you guys. So Thanks much for having yeah. me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much <laughs> for coming in. It was fun in. hanging out here. Yeah. Thank you guys. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. Steve Byrne right here on Fun Employment Radio. Yep. Yep. All right. Sarah? 
Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well. Greg how are you doing? I think I'm watching Greg's mental <laughs> decline right now. Not yet. No, that won't happen until about three, four o'clock. Like you're this still afternoon. like the jovial kind of Greg, which is a lot easier to deal with than the manic Greg. So, like right now, you're still like. Well, I've got another show I'm doing in one hour too, so uh, I'll blast through that. Mm-hmm. After that, yeah, it could be all downhill. Yeah, all downhill from it there. It could be all downhill okay. from there. But oh. we've got some world of crazy. Maybe I'll make it into that. You'll make it into that? Nothing. Into a story in World of Crazy that was the implied. If you have to explain the joke, Sarah, you're just not understanding humor. Or the joke doesn't make any sense. No, that's not how that works. Okay. Hello, my friends. It's the audience's fault, not you. Mm-hmm. Not mine. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Still, and welcome to my World of Crazy. Crazy. Greg, if you had the opportunity, would you or would you not dine in an all-naked restaurant? <laughs> no. Okay, there's there's so many things wrong with this. One, I'm not a big public nude guy. Not not my thing. You've been on a new beach I've that you love to beach. tell everybody. I've been on a new beach before. And always wear your sunscreen. Burp, burp, burp. Two, I don't really believe in being naked and eating. I don't think the two things go well together. Just not a just not a fan of it. But the, what is what is going on with Let this? Let me thing? tell you about this. Well, you think the Brits would be a little more reserved, but oh no. In London, London. Yes. Now the first nude restaurant is going to be opening in the not so distant future, and already the waiting list for it is sixteen thousand people long. What? The sixteen thousand people that just want to get naked and eat together? They just want to get naked and eat in the naked. But restaurant. where's the sanitary side of that? All right. Well, uh, a, a London restaurateur uh, who's opened one of the most innovative dining concepts in London <laughs> eats his breakfast bare-bottomed each morning. No, <laughs> just describing it as bare-bottomed—that makes it extra gross to me. Now, assuming he's not cooking with hot oil, I've uh, been talking about it. Says it's liberating, it's fun, and sometimes the neighbors watch. It's what? fine, whatever. What kind of a neighborhood is this? It's my home and my space. It's like super rich people neighborhood. That's why. Okay. And it's they just watch each other naked eating breakfast. So he sits bare bottom eating his Fruit Loops and the neighbor watches. Uh, it's my home and my space. And that's the kind of space we're trying to create in the restaurant. Our own little space. It'll be fascinating what the response is. Okay. So it's going to be, uh, so you don't necessarily, you're not required to be naked, but it's a clothing optional pop-up restaurant that's scheduled to open in London in June. I think I'd be more weirded out by the people who show up and don't go naked. Because they're the ones that just want to, voyeurs that just want to sit there and watch everybody. No, I'm fine. Maybe they just really want to eat the delicious food, I'm fine, thank you. I'm going to leave my clothes on. And then they just sit there and look around at everybody that have sunglasses on. Uh, There's just so many things about this. uh, This is not for me. All right, so this guy's last name is Lyle. And uh, Lyle said, uh, the idea... The idea behind the restaurant sounds simple. Creating a dining experience that's stripped of modern, industrialized impurities such as artificial colors, chemicals and gas, ma- metal and plastic in the kitchen, and electric lights, smartphones, and clothing in the dining area. Wait, there's no metal or plastic in the kitchen? What are they, what are they cooking? Like wood or something. It's got a fire pit in the back? Uh, he said it's going to be uh, a place designed with body positivity and acceptance. He maintains that the restaurant is not a bunch of guys trying to create a naked dining for attention. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's not it. Uh, but more of a nudist social <laughs> experiment that aims to give people a space to challenge their assumptions about nudity uh, and what kind of behavior we consider natural. So he said, whenever you get the chance, people like to take their clothes off. Uh, when you get into bed, you take your clothes off. When you go to the beach or a sauna, you take sure, your clothes off. when you're by natural. yourself. Yes. Uh, so he said the so photography, of course, will be banned. The cutlery will be edible. What? And patrons will be given access to a changing room with a locker before they arrive at their tables. Now, uh, to avoid <laughs> everything about this is so, it's so awkward and uncomfortable for and me. Pretty gross. Yeah. This next one, I think, is really going to sell you on it, though. To avoid. Contaminating the seats they're sitting in with their nude bodies. Diners will be asked to... Their bare bottoms? Sit on their robes. Now, the kitchen staff will be clothed, but waiters will have minimal coverage for hygienic purposes. Uh, So every table you sit at is is designed so that uh, the site is slightly obstructed between the other dining parties. The restaurant is partitioned, so you can only see someone's back or a silhouette of their shadows. So if you're interested (laughs) in doing this... just side boob is what they're saying. If you're interested in going and eating naked, it's going to be happening in London in June, and you can get a five-course meal for around $90, plus you get to keep the robe that you're sitting in. Because it's going to be all sorts of vegan options, blah, 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 edible cutlery. All right, moving on. Next up, out of... 
I have so many like British stories lately. Yeah. Because America is kind of depressing lately. Right. So I'm just I have to I'm jumping across the pond. The Brits have taken the crazy mantle. I'm across the pond. Can we start calling is Britain Florida of Europe? Yes. Yes. Kind of? No. Parts of it. Parts of it are. Maybe that's not their correct description. We yeah. can we can figure something out though. Yeah, and it's not all Florida too. I mean, it's mostly it's most of Florida. We all know Flo- people in Florida know that most of Florida isn't. Yeah, I would say like eighty five percent of Florida. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they know. They do know. All right. Well, I do have a story that's going along with. We've been talking about this all year. So, Greg, for the past months, we've uh, discussed at length. The stolen foods that have been happening. So cheese. remember, there's a lot of stolen cheese. A lot of cheese thievery. And what else has there been thievery? Meat. Of? There has been a lot of meat thievery. Good yep. job, Greg. Yep. All I right. Pay attention. We'll add a Longview, Texas. Okay. Now there's reports of more meat abuse. As a that's, suspect. That's, as a suspect that, has Please been, don't ever use those two words like that again. That's just. Well, police in Texas say a man. Accused of stealing a bunch of steaks from a Walmart in Longview, Texas, led officers on a high-speed chase and ended up striking the police car with meat thrown from his window. He was throwing meat at him. And his getaway call, he was throwing steaks at the, at take the Kappas. That, take that, Kappas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, the again. sausage up your nose. Uh, the suspect stole steaks from Walmart, who, I guess, sells steaks. Yeah, Walmart not. sells everything. I didn't know that. Yeah. They have like a meat section? Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, they have ones. Some of them have like grocery mm. things. All right. Well, authorities do say that the suspect stole a number of, uh, an, an undisclosed number of steaks from a Walmart uh, in Longview, Texas. Now, the ensuing police chase re- uh, reached speeds exceeding 100 miles an hour. Oh. And crossed c- two counties. How much meat were they able to get? Is it really worth chasing them over this meat? Well, the man was apprehended uh, by county sheriffs uh, eventually, but he was in this case, you know, in the chase that's going over 100 miles an hour. Boy. Uh, so the Yikes. police sergeant, Mark Nichols, who was the head of the of the police chase, said mm-hmm. the suspect attempted to get rid of some of the pilfered meat while fleeing the police. He said pilfered meat? He said pilfered meat. I attempted to get rid of some of uh, pilfered meat and by then, throwing uh, it out of cars. So then, uh, then their sergeant, Sergeant Nichols, said, it appears that there's... That there's steaks and meats of some sort flying out the windows, and one of them bounced off my patrol car. Oh, my lord. That's oh, my lanta. That's not something you think of people stealing, especially running from the police in the process. Today was a new one. Now, Nicole said the suspect surrendered after finally pulling off to the side of the road. Uh, the suspect, whose name was not released, is believed to be a drug addict no. and was stealing the meats to pay for Well, you'd run out of drugs. meat eventually. I mean, if you're going to throw all your meat, it's kind of a pointless thieving. I mean, meat abuse, Greg. <laughs> you're abusing your meat. Oh God, that's too that's too low. Yeah, what are you? What are you? Doing <laughs> you're the one that started there? that. I had a more story. Save us. Get another story. I going. do. All right, fine. And this uh, this final story is out of Minnesota. Minnesota. At a uh, uh, Mankato. Brett from Minnesota. 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 Uh, an auto body shop in Minnesota was the subject of a drug task force investigation after reports came out that the owners were not distributing money to employees as bonuses. No, they were giving meth for bonuses. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess if you want some, you know, your employees to stay and work those extra hours. Uh, Minnesota business is in trouble after offering meth as a bonus for their employees. <laughs> So the owner of Clear wow. Choice Auto Body, and I made sure that this was a real story. It's a real story. I always double check just to make sure. Uh, so the owner of Clear Choice Auto Body Repair, uh, his name is Jesse Michael Seifert. He's 40 years young. He was arrested after an employee said that he and his girlfriend, uh, so, oh, Michael Michael Seifert and uh, Nancy Jean Lolan, 39 years young. Nancy Jean. Nancy Jean and Jesse Michael. Match made in meth heaven. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so it turns out that uh, they had stopped paying all of the employees' complete wages and ended up starting to reimburse <laughs> them in methamphetamine. That's just, hey, it's a capitalist society, if that's what people want. Well, agents of the Minnesota River Valley Drug Task Force investigated the shop, and Commander Jeff Wurzel uh, reported after investigating that, yes, indeed, Lowland gave each of the shop's six employees a half a gram of meth. What does that mean? How, how much meth is that? Is that a lot of meth? I don't... What's half a gram of meth work, worth? 
I don't, half a gram of meth worth? I I don't know. I don't. Even, I'm not good with the math. Take a look here. <laughs> I'm not good with the meth math, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Syringes and additional. Oh, did you know there's a website called Tweaker.org that tells you all of these things? What the hell is this? Are you on the dark net, Greg? No. Did you it's take a tunnel to the dark net, Greg? Tweaker.org. It tells you about uh, how to take meth, I believe. All I did was put in a uh, half a gram of meth into my Google search engine, which probably wasn't a good idea. Not no, doing it on private not. search. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to see. Oh, that's um, forty to eighty dollars. That's a big. That's a sliding scale right there. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Well, syringes in a digital scale with traces of meth were found at the business as the tax uh, task force searched the building. Now, uh, the man in charge, Commander Wurzel, uh, said the task force had been observing the shop for more than six months, but did not have enough evidence to arrest Lolan for giving out the meth until they were able to witness it themselves. So um, the record contained previous arrests for marijuana possession and drunken driving. It's a trifecta. Marijuana possession, drunk driving, and meth bonuses. It's a party right there. Big party shop. There you have it, my friends. It's your world of crazy. Crazy! In case you couldn't pick that up, uh, Greg was doing finger pistols. All right. Um, I've got just a little bit of ball talk. Okay. It's kind of disturbing ball talk, though. Wait, what do you mean disturbing? It's upsetting. What? Like bad? Well, it's not really bad, but it's a prediction at the same time. Not really a prediction, a warning. Oh, God. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk... Balls. Balls. All right, we'll do this one first, then we'll get to the other stories. Um, so, in Brazil, there was unfortunately the collapse of a new bike path, a suspended bike path that they had put over part of the coastline in Rio de Janeiro ahead of the Olympics that are going to be happening. I guess you were going to be able to ride your bike two miles between stadiums on a really scenic view of the ocean. Ooh. One thing, though, the engineers didn't design um, the th- the suspended bike bridge to withstand was apparently waves, even though it was next to the ocean. So a big wave came, hit one of the uh, one of the sections of this, and washed away some bikers. Are they okay? No. Oh. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, I know. Greg. I know. Why are you telling me this? Because this is what I'm saying. Brazil, this Brazilian Olympics are going to be a disaster. So they've stopped you know, they had the big problem with the bay is full of um, feces and disease. Uh, the, the water where they're going to be having a lot of the, the water events. And I guess they've just pretty much given up trying to clean it. They're just like, well, nah, it's it's too bad. There's nothing, nothing we can really do about it. Mm-hmm. They have stadiums that aren't finished yet. Now, the Olympics are in four months. And they haven't oh, finished. Oh, wow. I forgot it was an Olympic, this summer. Olympic summer. Yeah. It's this summer in Rio de Janeiro. And this exclu- this bike oh, lane they I had just made oh. for people to go back and forth between the stadiums. They didn't design it to withstand a wave. And so there's there's a it's it's going to be it's it's going to be it's going to be a mess. Okay. So that's what's going on there. Oh yeah, and there's the Zika virus that's happening. So Is that still happening? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're oh. encouraging anyone who intends on um, having children within basically six months of a visit to refrain from any kind of uh, activity. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to ball talk. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of stuff like that. I think it's I think it's going to be bad. Moving on, um, something exciting. Portland Trailblazers in the news today because C.J. McCollum of the Trailblazers received the Most Improved Player Award by the NBA. Very cool. Very cool. He seems like a very good guy. So um, good for him. CJ McCollum, he's he's awesome. And uh, he got the Most Improved Player Award. O- overwhelmingly. He wasn't unanimous, but it was overwhelmingly him. Um, also, in NBA playoffs news, the Golden State Warriors lost. Although, Steph Curry was sitting out. So they lost in Houston for their third game. And so they are now uh, up 2-1. to one. Wait a minute. No, they aren't. Wait, what? Let's all listen to Greg figure it out in real time. I thought... Oh my god, am I gonna... Did I really mess this up? <laughs> no, I didn't mess it up. Okay, here's something. Let me, I'm, gonna sh- I'm gonna show you this right now. The NBA.com... No, don't... 
here's what's going on. NBA.com. I'm going to screen cap this. This is why I watched the game last night. I watched Houston win. NBA.com has the, uh, you would think they would have the playoff series correct. Golden State versus Houston. Golden State leads 3-0. to zero. They didn't update Did their website. Screen cap? I'm screen capping it, Do right, it now. right now. I mean, they've had quite a while to fix this. Yeah. They've also got San Antonio leading Memphis four games to zero, which would mean that series is over. That's also incorrect. Wow, NBA.com. Are they updating it? Well, I mean, they're. That's just wrong all the way. They, yeah. they haven't played four games. Uh, Golden State. No, I know, but I mean, like, it isn't like an abandoned website, right? Like they're it's they're stats, updating it, but incorrectly. Stats.nba. Uh, what I did is I googled uh, NBA playoff standings, and so you go to stats.nba.com, and that is <laughs> that's where it's at. Okay. All right. Yeah, Oklahoma City leads four to zero, and the Clippers lead Portland three to one. All of those are incorrect. How is this even possible? Okay. Well, anyway, there we go. Uh, Golden State did lose. So Golden State is is up 2-1 to one on Houston, so that was kind of a big deal. The Blazers play again tomorrow. Sweet McCollum got the Most Improved Player Award. Other than that, not a whole lot going on in sports. Oh, yeah, and then there's hockey stuff. Uh, that concludes this edition. Wait, Greg, really quick, can you tell yes. us anything about the UFC fighter? Is there, are there any more updates? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Thank you. Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor is, yes. he's a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those fighting guys, and he's in like a welterweight okay. or something. I can't even do this, actually. I was just And kidding. then he <laughs> fights another guy named Diaz, who's from like Sacramento or something. <laughs> wow. All right, good job. There we go. Good effort. Great Battling job. through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, everyone. For tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. It is fantastic. Yes. We do have a birthday to give out. And so this actually goes out to Kevin. 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 Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kevin. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Kevin. To you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot, Hot damn, damn right. right. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. You are all wonderful for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Amazon link when you're buying things over the weekend. When you're over there shopping away. The weekend is the time to just ship shop away. Yep, ship shop away by going to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to spend your weekend. Absolutely. Spend all weekend doing that. Just buying buying as much. Take out your credit card. Push it to the limit. You know? Live dangerously. Just Go through uh, FunEmploymentRadio.com first. Send us an email, FunEmploymentRadio.gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today. You are fantastic. Do we have any shows coming up this weekend? Uh, yes. Tomorrow, we've got Chronicles of the Nerds mm. right here on Fun Employment Radio. They're winding down their show, so only a few episodes left, a handful of episodes left uh, for Chronicles of the Nerds, and that will be followed by Rip City Bad Boys. Awesome. Um, oh, Dan Weber is going to be on Rip City Bad Boys tomorrow. <gasps> oh, so he's great. Dan from uh, Reading the Bible with Dan. Dan Weber is fantastic. Uh, so tune into that. And thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, bye friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.